Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So um, the Kevin Costner divorce has now settled, but the Joe Jonas-Sophie Turner divorce is just out of control. She has filed documents in federal court now claiming essentially that Joe Jonas has abducted their two children by insisting that they stay in the United States even though they made an agreement, according to her, that the kids should be moving to England, and he has taken steps to block that. And she very clearly says she wants to take their two children back to the UK with, uh, to, to raise them there. And, 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 and she says that Joe agreed to this, that they bought a, what they called a forever house in England, that they sold their Miami Beach mansion, right. that they were always planning on moving to England with these kids, and the divorce shouldn't change that. Yeah, um, there is a huge impasse now because I, when you start using words like abduction, um, that is takes this to a different level. Them so, fighting words. Yeah, definitely. So this is all about uh, where the kids will be raised. As we said, that Sophie um, had been in the UK and and in Spain. She was shooting a TV show over there. And then she came back to the U.S. this week. And we should say she that before, in New York right be, now. But before she came back, Joe had the kids in the United States for the last four months now right. while she was filming. She says it was because the schedule was so intense and there were so many long hours that they both agreed it's it probably better sense. for them to stay here with Joe, even though he was traveling with the band, because right. he had more time but with the kids. It was easier for him to That's travel, right. to be with the kids. But the plan was always that they were going to all move to the United States. She says to she the was... UK. To the U U.K., she says she was blindsided when Joe filed for divorce uh, earlier this month, that she had no idea, but that shouldn't change anything. Right. And we got a super lengthy statement from Joe's team, too, who said, look, we had multiple talks, Joe and Sophie did, before he even filed for, for divorce. For, so for her to say she was blindsided is ridiculous. Not only that, he says, look, there was an order issued by a judge in Florida, which is where they filed for divorce, saying that at this time, neither parent can relocate the kids. Now, taking them to a whole another country, at least according to Joe, is a relocation, obviously. And he says the judge has ordered this. As for now, the kids are going to stay in the U.S. Now, she is describing it as abduction because she says that uh, Joe won't give uh, her the, pass the children's passports, so therefore she can't take them to England, and she feels like that goes against what they had agreed upon. Um, Here's the, here's the problem. And Joe is saying, look, that he's, he's obviously disputing that he says it's not abduction, right. that he's following the court order, order. from Florida. She, this, she is in federal court. So now there are two courts that are essentially handling this divorce right now. But I got to say something, that when they, they may have made this agreement that they were moving to England. Which agreement? Frankly, because they both... Well, it sounds like they really did have a plan to move to England with the kids right. um, for all sorts of reasons. And they bought this house and all, and they sold the Miami house. So it sounds like that was the plan. The problem is once you file for, for divorce, divorce right. then the judge does not have to follow the plan that they had when they were going to be one family unit. The new plan becomes whatever the, where the divorce is filed, the, the judge who's handling the divorce now makes the rules. Well, and right? makes the rules not based on the agreement between Joe and Sophie, but rather what is in the best interest of the child. That is the North Star in divorce cases. So what is in the best interest of the child, the children, if Sophie lives in the UK and Joe lives in the United States? They're going to have to make something. The judge nope. is going to have to craft something, but the judge doesn't have to follow 
the agreement that they had we when they were going to be one family. The, the, we should be clear. The judge, the ruling that the judge has made at this point is not that the kids can never go someplace else. No, no that's right. right. And, the, and, the, and Joe even said in his in his um, uh, in his statement yeah. that he is fine if Sophie wants to move there. They'll figure out a way that the kids can be in both places. But the agreement itself is not binding on the divorce judge. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right here, Harvey. Even though she has now initiated this federal case, it's likely that the judge in that federal case is going to cede the authority to the divorce proceeding in Florida and say, look, you are in control of the custody of these kids. So I don't think you're going to see a ruling by that judge in New York because they don't want to be in conflict. And typically what goes on in the divorce court is going to govern what is in the best interest of the children. And you're right. Agreements during good times may weigh in his in his feelings or or how he views the case, but it's not going to be determinative in any way. He's going to do what's in the best interest of those kids. And you know what really strikes me? And we talked about this yesterday, and we weren't sure whether this was taking sides or whatnot. Right. Now I really believe when Taylor Swift had dinner with Sophie Turner and they walked out arm in arm, I think now that we know what was really going on, that's a that statement. This was a statement, right, and that Sophie was basically drafting allies. Right? I think that's she right. She knew what this battle was going to turn into, which we didn't at that point. Hi, everyone. Sophie Max here from New York City. You know, I'm Team Jonas. He's uh, always been a family guy, and he's made it very clear that he's open to sharing custody. And yet Sophie's the one claiming he's abducting the kids somehow from their home country. Isn't a when you take people to a foreign land. Anyway, Joe once said, if you don't hear it from his lips, don't believe it at all. So that's what I'm going to believe. Although, I gotta say, he's not necessarily disputing that they had this plan. Right. Right. He's saying now when that we there's were, a divorce, we together, all bets are off. Right, when we were together, that was the plan, but we're not now, so we need, we need to come up with a new plan. That's right. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yes, uh, to Kim Kardashian's um, Acting, I, I can't say her acting. No, it really—it's kind of—it really is. It's a big feature. It's for her, her first big, yeah, role, uh, live-action role, and that is in American, the new chapter of American Horror Story. This one is called Delicate, um, and she is playing uh, Emma Roberts' publicist. Uh, and the date, the show debuted last night, and everyone was waiting to. Let's face it, people want to hate it on Kim Kardashian. Is that she's not an actress. She's not an actress. Ryan Murphy got a lot of uh, flack when he announced that she was gonna be playing this role. So now we finally get to see Kim in the role. And gotta say, there were a lot of really positive reviews after people saw her debut. And it's a little foul mouth too. Then tell the Daniels to my She's not missing a press day for a commercial shoot. It's exhausting being better than everyone. Siobhan, I can't sign this one. It's like 15 years old. Your fans will send more updated photos the more you work. Dee Dee never made me do stuff like this. Dee Dee was a dinosaur, and that's why you fired her, and you moved over here to my company. Speaking of, I pitched a profile for the Times, and I'm waiting to hear back. Great. She's pretty good. You know pretty what? Good. I have to say, everyone is so quick to hate on the Kardashians, but I do have to admit, you know, Kim has only done reality TV and maybe a few, you know, spots on TV shows and things here and there, but she actually did pretty good. I mean, she's playing a publicist, which she knows that world, and she kind of comes off to, you know, Emma's character as like, listen, I'm in charge. She's kind of owning the role, and, you know, everyone on Twitter, there was mixed reviews, but more overwhelmingly positive than negative for her. And I, I just want to say one thing, too. Good on Ryan Murphy. I mean, he's a businessman, too. He's not just a producer. 
And it's good business to get her people, in this because people are going to watch this. And thing. you want people talking yeah. about the show debuted last night and people are talking about it. That's, That's right. That's what you want as a producer. It totally makes sense. Uh, I, I think that, and I haven't seen the full episode, we can just say that there's a, how do I say this? I'm not saying that it wasn't good. What I've seen of it is good, but we also didn't have great expectations, right? Yeah, I like mean, she's, bar, it's not like if you saw her as right, a different actress, you're not going to say, out. oh my God. I will say, but just, she's got to start somewhere. Just to, but, just to button yeah. this up, um, there is a backstory to all of this, which is that apparently Kim Kardashian wanted to star yes, in the Walk of Fame many, many, oh. many years ago. And um, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce came out and said, we are not going to give a star to Kim Kardashian because she's a reality star and we don't give stars to reality stars. Well, now... You could argue she is an actress. I mean, I don't think there's a quota on how many roles you need before you're called an actress, but she has done now a big show. And, and now don't forget, by the way, don't forget Paw Patrol. And she, she did, did Paw Patrol. Right. Now, the question is, um, can she reapply to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce and say, now I'm an actress, um, and will they give her a star? By the way, it costs $75,000 to get a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So all of the people you see, it's not like they're saying, oh, we want to bestow this honor necessarily. Everybody pays $75,000, and they say it's for maintenance of the star, which is a lot of maintenance. Uh, but um, maybe now, uh, Kim Kardashian, you can the, walk on Hollywood Boulevard and the see The door him. is open. Yes. Action Jackson, VA, Justin Jackson, Richmond, Virginia, Kim Kardashian. So recently, Kim Kardashian made her debut in American Horror Story. And it's like this, you know, there were many people who shared their dislike for her being in the show and they didn't approve of her acting abilities. At the same time, there were even more people who were surprised and highly impressed with her acting abilities. Uh, so shout out to Kim K and hopefully we get to see her in more movies and TV series in the near future. Yeah, I mean, see if she's gotten, if she's been bitten by the bug. Well, it seems to me like Offset is going to get the last laugh in his oh, yeah. War oh, of Words sure. with Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty. So we told you that last week... He's uh, indisposed right now. <laughs> yes, he's going to be for several months, as it turns out, because of this stunt. And I call it a stunt because he posted it online, and that's what got Kenneth Petty in trouble. So this, what we're about to play for you is this video. If you didn't see it uh, earlier, uh, Kenneth Petty and some of his buddies went to New York City. They flew to New York. Flew to New York. And they were standing outside a hotel where they believed Offset was staying, and they were had some threatening things to say to uh, Offset. Offset, where you at? That's it. We outside. Big zoo outside. Big Queens, right? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Yeah. Money, man. What's up? Yeah. Man? yeah. Huh? You don't know. They said you don't know. That I hope they had a great time. Because it was super I, dumb. Yeah, because super you know, you know who dumb. Did, Offset wasn't there, never came out, and um, the person who did pay attention to that video, though, is Kenneth's probation officer. Yep. Because he's wow. on probation, and he is not supposed to be making threats yeah. in any way, shape, or form. 
and it's going to cost him. Yeah, big big mistake because the probation officer went straight to court and said, hey, uh, Kenneth is still on probation from his 2022 conviction for not re registering as a sex offender in California when he moved in with Nikki, and he's still on probation, and you can't make threats, so you go into court and you say you violated probation. It's a pretty simple, streamlined process. He's getting 120 days of home detention. That's four months he's got to stay cooped up in uh, Casa Nikki Minaj. By the way, Kind of lucky because the judge could have thrown him in jail. Yeah, he could have. The judge actually. could have thrown him in jail. You're absolutely right. That's certainly on the table when you violate uh, probation. It sounds like he might get fitted for a GPS monitor because, you know, you can't uh, violate this uh, stuff willy-nilly. It's very serious. Those terms are seriously uh, considered by probation officers. Derek, if he violates that, if he leaves the house, he's going to jail. You can bet on it. If, yeah. if he if he Which wanders too far from that house and violates again, he'll definitely spend some time behind so, bars. So again, I, when 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 we first did that story and I saw the video and I was like, "Come on, man! You're you're a grown man. What are you doing? It was this is like kid stuff." It's and over, now, yeah. well, he's he's yeah, going to. So Offset's got to love this, right? And Cardi's got to love this. Yeah, because the Cardi, of course, it's the this is about reason Car that they this were is about beefing. Cardi and Nikki, right? And you know, we haven't heard anything from Nikki or Cardi. Uh, regarding this uh, offset uh, shortly after he saw that video was laughing it off going look I'm on a private jet I don't know what you fools are doing are you are, are you a little surprised I, that Cardi hasn't responded to this because it's kind of no she, I, I, no this is exactly I'm not surprised this is how you play it you don't say anything oh I please played himself you don't you don't have to say anything Kenneth Petty played himself you don't have to but Cardi responds to a lot and I thought she would, res I mean, she was, sometimes yes. she responds when she gets yutzed by somebody on Twitter or whatnot. That's why I thought she would find it irresistible to do this, but she hasn't. Dennis Consorte from Bayside, Queens. Kenneth Petty is doing dumb kid stuff at 45. What was he thinking? He should be experiencing joy instead of making everybody around him miserable. But there's something else. How privileged is this guy thinking he can post death threats on social media and get away with it? Somebody with less money than him wouldn't have gotten 120 days of house arrest. Yeah. It shows that there are two systems of governance in this country, and that needs to change. Well, I'm not going to deny what you say, because it's very possible somebody could go to jail with something like that. Yeah. Um, and also, it could vary from judge to judge, literally. I mean, the, the system is not one size fits all. Yeah. It varies wildly based on the judge you get. Uh, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to some more legal headaches for Lizzo. Um, and this might be a case, at least I think Lizzo thinks this is a case of blood in the water and the sharks just piling on. Smell it. Yeah. Um, now facing a new lawsuit from someone else on her team. You know about the lawsuit from her former dancers. This is from someone who was on her wardrobe team uh, during her tour. Uh, Asha Daniels has filed this lawsuit saying that she was forced to work under horrible conditions while on tour, long hours she's complaining about, she's complaining that, it is, and her complaint isn't specifically with, with Lizzo, it's Lizzo's people around Lizzo, but of course, if you're filing a lawsuit over the tour, you're going to include Lizzo as one of the defendants, um, because that's where the money is. But these complaints, and look, it'll be... It'll, they'll work it out in court. I, just the things I hear her saying just sound like things that happen when you're on tour. There are long hours. Well, I mean, look, 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. with no breaks is probably a violation of various Certainly. states' laws where she worked. The rest of it, though, Charles, to your point, I mean, one that, of them that, is By the way, that sounds 
almost impossible. That 6 there wouldn't be a, how yeah. is there not a break? Especially it, 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 you're it, doing wardrobe. That's that seems impossible to me, right? It seems impossible, but at least the allegation is viable. But when she says she, one of the other claims is she wasn't allowed to wear Crocs. I'm not sure that there's any legal entitlement to a specific kind of rubber well, footwear. Well, the, the claim itself could be a crock. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Could have done without that. Um, but she also said that she, she couldn't dress sexy around Lizzo because she would get jealous when her boyfriend was around. So all sorts of sort of strange claims in here. I guess she's trying to cha- paint the general idea that the atmosphere was pretty toxic, which is consistent with what we heard before. You know, it's interesting, too, because in a way, I think this lawsuit helps Lizzo because when it gets pushed to the absurd, I think people start saying, wait a minute, because I- I'm sorry, it's hard for me to believe that somebody is working without a break from 6, 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Right. That's I- just I don't know hard what would possibly for me be doing for all believe. that time. But uh, we'll see. Lizzo, by the way, has responded uh, to this. Her team issued a statement, said as Lizzo receives a humanitarian award tonight, an ambulance-chasing lawyer tries to sully this honor by recruiting someone to file a bogus, absurd publicity stunt lawsuit who, wait for it, never actually met or even spoke with Lizzo. <laughs> we will pay this as much attention as it deserves. None. Unfair of Lizzo to go after the lawyer, honestly. <laughs> really? <laughs> you, yeah, you know. Uh, there's only a lawyer wow. when there's a It's like a fraternity. A uh, sorry, wow. <laughs> Ashley from Long Beach, California. I just think that the timing of these latest allegations on the heels of Lizzo receiving this humanitarian award tonight is definitely given shakedown vibes. And the young lady actually making the claims refused to uh, participate in the investigation after giving after being given permission by Lizzo's management team to do so. And that also rings suspect. But just playing devil's advocate, we haven't really seen or heard any previous employees come to Lizzo's defense, which kind of leaves us all kind of confused on mm. who to believe. But I will say that all things considered, Everybody involved deserves their day in court, and they deserve to move forward with their lives, Lizzo included. So I say, let's just get her award tonight and be happy. I will say one thing, that when you say nobody's come to her defense, you know, a lot of people who might just don't want to get dragged right. on social get, media, and they right. just it's easier just to stay out of it. So we yes. will see. Selena Gomez went out to dinner last night and ended up driving right over... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Shannon Sharp. She didn't literally drive over. That's why I'm laughing. Uh, I mean that metaphorically. So we haven't seen one of these situations in a while. We, but we've seen it before. We've seen it before. It does happen. So, so this is at Giorgio Baldi, which right. is a very fancy schmancy Italian restaurant in Santa Monica. Um, lots of stars go there. Rihanna's and, there every other night. Right, and lots of uh, paparazzi go there. So Shannon Sharp walks out of Giorgio Baldi and starts talking to one of the photographers there. Um, having a really good conversation. Have you ever heard that thing about uh, a bigger name came by? Watch this. Hey, so what you're taking me, you think uh, that we got to send some real boys over there to beat these boys in FIBA? Because, uh, yeah, man, we got, I yeah. mean, we can no longer Hold send. Hold on one second. Apologize about that, Shannon. Nah, bro, you good, bro. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, because them boys overseas, I think they they put that big physicality on them. Nah, bro, I mean, we, I mean. Shannon Sharp, I'm laughing so hard because Shannon knows what just happened, and he realizes the guy has now come back to him, and it's like, he doesn't want to be 
doesn't want to be mean to him. But on the other hand, you could say, oh, well, why don't you try to get another Selena Gomez? Yeah, Shannon Trump should not have talked to this guy. He should have said, no, go talk to Selena Gomez. Shannon Sharp is a, is a Hall of Famer. He won three Super Bowls. He's on TV every day. I will say the camera guy w- was was polite. He said, oh, hang on one second. It's, <laughs> it's so walk- funny. Oh. It's just just, this is the epitome of Los Angeles in a soundbite, yes, by the way. Totally. That's Los Angeles. This is, Harvey, how many times have you said the reason that you hate these big celebrity parties is that you feel like everybody looks over their shoulder and looking, looking over name. your shoulder going, oh, a bigger person. One, and that's the way Hollywood works. I, I'm sorry for saying that, but it is one of the bad things yeah. that it really is, is looking for a bigger name. The problem here is, and we've dealt, dealt with that a lot with, sure. you know, over the years, is that sometimes you may be doing an interview with somebody and then somebody else walks by and it, it is a bigger name, but if that person is not, not going to talk, talk and right. you know it, don't move. Right. You can, you, you got the shot of her. Great. You got but, the Shannon's actually talking to you. You, you know, man. The, move, the move would have been to try to get Shannon to talk like, hey, uh, Shannon, talk look, to, there's talk, Selena talk to Gomez. Selena. And, and then you get them. the conversation going. Yeah, and then it's an even better clip. Now you got both of them in there. Right. But I don't know if Shannon was going to. Let's make a note of that. <laughs> My name is Nandi from West Virginia. My thoughts on this is I feel like they disrespected him. If I were him, I wouldn't even go back and do the interview. I'll just walk away. The camera guy really handled it well. He really did handle it well. He because, walked back and he apologized. Yeah, he Shannon. apologized like, oh, no, and kept okay. it going. So he got both. I mean, you got to give him credit, right? He did get both. You got to get. You got to give him he credit. He did. Uh, we're going to move on. Shannon. <laughs> yes, moving on. Uh, to Pesa Pluma, who has made a decision about that uh, upcoming concert in Tijuana. He was supposed to be, play there uh, October 14th. And we told you that uh, the Mexican cartel, one of the cartels, actually reached out and started, they had threatened him, and then they started plastering threats all over town, basically saying, if you play this concert, it's going to be your last one. Well, he has made the decision to not play that show. And that was such a smart decision. Yeah, I mean, understandably so. And his management released a statement saying, we're not just doing this for Peso Pluma, we're doing this for the safety of the fans. And just for some context here, Peso Pluma has written and appeared on several songs that's, that are dedicated to El Chapo, who we know is one of the most infamous leaders of a, uh, one of the biggest Mexican cartels who's currently serving life in prison. But still, I guess since Peso Pluma is associated with him, now we have one of the other biggest cartels in Mexico who are threatening him, saying, like Charles mentioned, if you show up on October 14th, it's going to be your yeah. last performance. You, you hate to say, um, you know, we always hear this when governments say we, we can't let the terrorists win. But, some, but sometimes but this, this is and, not that situation. Yeah, and this is different. This is not yeah. a government thing. And they mean business. Right. And so this was a smart move. Yeah. We're going to take a break. All right. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's got a new book out (laughs) with a really catchy title. Um, But but we're going to talk to him about an asteroid. He's going to tell the most remarkable story. It is literally like launching a rocket and hitting an ant 100 million miles away. I love, 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 love Anytime we can talk to our next guest, although Neil deGrasse Tyson may have a little bad news for us. Well, well, not for you and I. And not for anybody watching, really, I think. Although, we don't know how long people are going to live. We don't know how long people are going to live. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but yes, there is a, a very large asteroid that uh, scientists have been tracking for years and years now. 
Um, and the reason they're tracking it is because there is a belief that potentially uh, could have impact with the planet long from now. Um, but I got to tell you, scientists did something amazing, and it is about to, um, we're gonna, there's a big step in this process that's happening this weekend. They actually went, sent a spacecraft seven years ago to intercept this asteroid just to check it out. And they got a sample of it, and the sample is coming back to Earth this weekend. Um, it is unbelievable. Uh, so, um, joining us to talk about that and the future of our planet, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, and also the future of him as an author, because he's got a new book. So we're going to talk about that too. Neil, welcome back to TMZ Live, to infinity and beyond. I love that title. I um, love that title. It's a little intimidating, I, <laughs> but I love the title too. Hey, Neil. How you doing, man? Hi, guys. Hi. Good to be on again. So tell us about this asteroid. I just want to say something in case people forget. All right. So was it seven some years ago, we sent a space probe from Earth, a moving platform <laughs> to intercept an asteroid, a moving target. And it did a touch and go, grabbed a kilometer's there it is, a kilometer's worth of material, and then kept on its way to re-intersect Earth. It dropped off that payload and it will land in Utah this weekend. And the space probe will continue onto another asteroid. This so is the, amazing. That, that is, is I'm just, just saying, crazy. And, and the fact that we can pull this off and we have people walking among us saying, I don't trust science. What did science do for me? <laughs> I don't, it's like, do you have any idea what it is we do? Okay, so I had to get that off my chest. I'm yeah, sorry. no, no I, I agree with you. Remarkable. It's, that's <laughs> when I was reading about this. I, because I, I, I didn't, I don't remember seven years ago when they launched this. I do remember the conversations about the asteroid, but I, I had no idea that this thing was coming back this weekend. So, how much damage could this do? Um, and we're talking, you know, 150 years from now. But how much damage realistically could something like this do? So it's advertised as a large asteroid. I just wouldn't use that adjective. Uh, yeah, it's large compared to us. It's about the size of the Empire State Building. Five football fields large, mm -hmm. okay? Um, if that hit, it could take out a county, um, but it's not, it's not one of these species-ending things that you have the movies about with Bruce Willis saving the world. So it's not one of those kind of asteroids. I think, based on calculations I've seen, it could do more damage if it hit our oceans, because then you have a tsunami right. taking out the coastline, you oh. know, hundreds or thousands of miles of coastline. But the chances of this happening right now is about one in 3,000. And so you have newspaper saying it may happen, and the chances are one in 3,000. The reason why it's we have this uncertainty is because asteroids and comets, as they orbit the sun, there are other factors beyond just Newton's laws of gravity that affect it. What's interesting about the 2182 date, because that's what your graphic has, is this is many, many orbits into the future. All right, this asteroid, Bennu, which is the same asteroid that we got this material from, by the way, that uh, is, uh, that asteroid has an orbital period about a year, and we come close to it about every six years, so this is many, many orbital periods into the future, <laughs> and that's where you get the uncertainty. Uh, you've seen hurricane prediction paths where the farther in the future you're predicting it, the more uncertainty there is. Right. So there's a chance it could hit us. 
but I, I think it's unlikely you shouldn't lose sleep over it. It sounds okay. like there's a lot of math. I, I mean, we were talking about Newton's laws of physics this morning. As we always do. As, as we frequently <laughs> do. Um, but yeah, we had done some calculations. We're not worried. Um, I, look, I, I want to ask you something, Neil, and I am I, I I'm, will admit I am... I'm intimidated by you because you you know so much and are so smart when it comes to things like this. I'm just going to expose my stupidity, but I, I really have felt this for so long. I'm always up for that. As we progress and are able to do something as remarkable as that, to graze an asteroid many, you know, after flying for years, a moving target, all I can think about is that if we're able to do things like this and go so far out, then if there is life elsewhere that develops the way we developed, why couldn't they do the same thing and eventually find their way to Earth? To me, it actually makes a case for the idea that there might be life from somewhere else That's that comes to to here. Right. Um, it seems to make the case for it to me. I would make the case... Uh, a little differently, but just as strong. And that is the ingredients of life. We look in the universe, those same ingredients are everywhere. And however billions of years it took for humans to become humans, the universe is nearly three times the age of Earth itself. So other planets would have had plenty of time to do this or do even more than what it is we're doing. So what I would tell you is, you saw the image of the asteroid that we came in and plucked the Kilometer, uh, a, a kilogram of material from it and kept going. All of this high-resolution imagery and really the best you're going to have of a UFO is a fuzzy light in the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just thinking, I, if, yeah, may, maybe all of those sightings are aliens. I just don't have sufficient evidence to be convinced by it. I can't tell, Neil, when we talk to you, I can't tell if I feel smarter or dumber. Dumber. <laughs> no, no, at the start, it seems like smarter. Out. <laughs> to help out, uh, in the book, uh, the book has the DNA of my podcast, Star Talk, which is science, pop culture, and humor. Because we learn that if you smile, you come back for more when you learn. And everyone comes in with a common pop culture understanding of the world. That is the very bread and butter of your show. Mm -hmm. uh, a pop culture. And you don't have to say who Beyonce is or who the Pope is. We all have an awareness. I look for that awareness. And and pop uh, blockbuster movies form a great source of this. As we go through this quest to go from Earth to the outer limits of the universe, time travel, uh, 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 warp drives, wormholes, there are movies that address these topics, Hollywood movies. So I, so this the scenery along the way I'll uh -huh. talk about. All right. I'll, I'll talk about, we talk about the density and energy of things. You know, the Hulk, okay? I was okay with him just in the comics, but if you're going to make a live action with him, He's he's David Banner, then he becomes the Hulk. Well, well, okay, is he the same mass? Because if he is, then he's like a beach ball. And you could just, you know, <laughs> the breeze would blow him over the countryside, okay? So we think he's got mass. Well, where is he getting the mass, all right? He has to convert all the energy around him, e equals MC squared, convert energy all around him to gather that mass and become big, green, and ugly. And then he's got nobody to fight because he sucked all the energy in. But the real question is, how come his shorts still fit? <laughs> I, that's the one I want to know. <laughs> Why is nobody asking that question? Right. I, that's a yeah, good always Hey, I got to tell you, you know what you just reminded me of? 
when when I I was a law professor, and when I would teach, my strategy was I would always teach some to the top of the class, and then I would switch to the middle of the class, and then sometimes to the bottom of the class. So thank you for indulging the bottom for of coming the class down here so we can understand <laughs> for it. For just really a short period of time. It. We really appreciate it. Neil, congrats that. on the book. It sounds amazing. I mean, talking about how we're eventually going to leave this uh, this galaxy yeah. is is awesome, awesome thing And it's to a beautiful about. book, because that's how Nat Geo rolls, right? Nobody ever accused a Nat Geo book of being ugly. That's so true. So it's a beautiful, <laughs> it's got J, uh, James Webb's uh, images in it, artwork. To all carrying this story of the fits and starts of our attempts to ascend Earth and awesome. to, to wow. infinity and beyond. Thank you so much, Neil. Really, really, really appreciate it. Great talk. Excellent. Thank you. All right. I love that guy. I yeah. swear, he's just, I love talking. To I him. definitely felt smarter at the beginning. Not so yeah, much now. Not so much now. Yeah. Well, the speculation has been running wild for a couple of weeks now that uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, sorry, that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, I don't, want, I don't want the Swifties coming after me, that they are dating. I believe it. You believed it. I did not believe it. But now Travis is actually speaking no more with his brother throwing little subliminals and sort of hinting at things. Travis himself addressed it on the Pat McAfee show today. Here's your answer. You hate that it's happening? No, I mean, it's life, baby. It's life. I threw it out there. I threw the ball in her court. And, you know, I told her, you know, maybe uh, I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock the stage in Arrowhead and see which one's uh, a little more lit. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in the near future. Dog. Travis! Hey! All right now. All right now. <laughs> hey, let's go. All right now. We're talking power couple. The NFL's in the game. We appreciate the hell out of you. are the man. Good luck with everything on the field. And in the suite. I win. I win. What do you mean you win? They are not dating. Did you hear what he said? Wait, he, Charles, he, said, he never no. said he, they he weren't said, dating. He said, I threw the line out there. Let's see what happens. I got what it. He said, I, I Let's believe see it's see what happens. But you can read through it. He, it's so much more than that. Let's, you can see oh, what happens. I know what he about said. The He's talking about the future. I know, Charles. So, what hasn't so you believe yet. they haven't met. Charles, seriously. Charlie. But you guys, he never specifically yes. says it's not true. He says it's hilarious. He says, look, this is a game of telephone. Guys. But he never says, no, we're not dating. She never called me. Because remember, guys. he went to a Taylor Swift concert. He is a fan. He tried to shoot yep. his shot. He had like a friendship bracelet that had his number. He wanted to exchange it with her. Unclear if that ever happened. You're obfuscating. So, okay, you're obfuscating. Okay, let me buttress his mouth. Okay, let me buttress what Charlie just said. Here's the thing. The way he described it, if he had never seen Taylor and never met her, he wouldn't be that casual about talking about her because you don't want to do that if you're trying to shoot your shot. They've met, they're hanging out, and he's asking. This is all you, this is no, your supposition. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at okay. what Charles said. In two weeks, you're going to be saying, God, Levin, right again. <laughs> What, 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 I've never said that. It's your boy Saint. I'm out here in Atlanta. And I think that Travis did a major boss move with that shot he took. And if that's the way we're dating in 2023, Doja Cat, I got a stage for you to rock, baby. <laughs> See, now you're dating Doja Cat by his principle. <laughs> okay, it is that time of the week, folks. Your favorite time. Tim is here with his reject. What's going on? All right, so 
Would you guys be scared of a baby bear? Probably. Yes, yeah. So imagine you're out on your front lawn, minding your business, just kind of hanging out, taking pictures, and there's a bear behind this guy. He has no idea that it's behind him. It actually <laughs> grazes his leg, and then he jumps and has to run away. The bear was more The bear seems scared. Yeah, the bear seems yeah. more scared. I wouldn't even necessarily immediately identify that it was a bear. Right. Okay, that was kind of lackluster. What's next? Well, did you want the bear to eat him? Or well, no, I mean, we wanted some action. I don't know. We didn't want anyone to like, die, but... Okay, so this is this is action. Do you want to see something you've never seen before that's never been done before? Sure, yes. So check this out. The first ever triple backflip on a Holy wakeboard. Stuff. Wow! Oh my God. Uh, being pulled by a boat. So oh and, uh, my he goes God. up okay. and over uh, the wake. That's crazy. Wow. And he lands perfectly, so. Wow. That's impressive. All right, so if you thought that was amazing. That's the last cool. one. This is your last <laughs> one, you yep. got in big. All right, so would you guys ever do a cliff jump that's kind of has a blind cliff that you don't know how far it is to the water? Do you know us? I'm guessing no, but I this guy- I don't care if I knew how far he was. <laughs> Check this out, this guy's running, he jumps, and it's really <gasps> close. To the oh, edge what there. The? Oh yeah. my God. So it's like, oh, you don't really nuts. know the exact Nobody distance, tried that. Nobody watching this tried that. He did that. land in the water. He was okay. Uh, I know, oh my that, gosh. Okay. That is yeah. so dangerous. There were very two dangerous. things he could have hit Yeah, there. exactly. Please, nobody try this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is a cautionary tale. Yeah. Jeez, Tim, what are you doing? Yeah. He ended up okay, but don't try this at home. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Right. See ya. Thanks, Tim. Yep. Holy smoke. That is nuts that guy did that. Wow. When Euphoria star Angus Cloud uh, died at his family's home in Oakland, uh, his mother called 911, and you recall that she mentioned that she felt like it might be an overdose. Well, we understand why she felt that. It, actually, they have ruled it was an accidental overdose of several drugs that were involved that they found in his system. Yeah, so the coroner released the findings of the toxicology today, and it was fentanyl, cocaine, methamphetamine, and benzos as well, which is like Xanax or Valium, those kind of uh, depressants. So obviously super sad. It was kind of a weird situation because you guys remember when we first actually got the statement, it kind of alluded that he, uh, it was a suicide at least. That's how they made it seem yeah, because, you know, yeah. he was suffering from, uh, his, his dad had just passed away. Um, his, his mom had actually kind of walked that back uh, shortly after and said it was definitely not suicide, and, and now we know it was an accidental overdose. Well, I'll tell you, um, fentanyl, they, they seized fentanyl a week or so ago. They said that could kill every person in the United States. There was that much. Fentanyl. Yeah, and it's just, this is such a horrible, dangerous horrible time. Um, be careful. Hi, my name is Asia Mian, and my opinion on this is I just can't imagine how heartbroken the mother had to be. She'd already lost his father. And then again, you know, for him. And then the fact, the mere fact that it was drugs and the amount of drugs that it that it was, you know, suicidal is something that has to be taken extremely serious. My heart goes out to the family, and maybe this had an impact on him because of the relationship and the bond that he had with his father. Maybe. Yeah, I but, don't know, but that's just, my it, it, just to make it clear, it was not suicide. Yeah, um, this was an accidental overdose. drug overdose, and the fentanyl. Issue just rears its ugly head um, again and again. Yeah. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Jane Herman, I'm based in New York City, and I'm talking about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Um, I just think it's so sad and so heartbroken that it breaking that it's come to this point. I mean, they're such a great couple, and whenever the kids are involved, it's it's so stressful, right? But I think trying to move to the kids to another country sort of crosses the line. Like that has to be a decision that they both um, are involved in together. And 
Honestly, I've seen Joe Jonas recently. I was actually watching him DJ at Soho House during F1 weekend in Miami, and he seems really focused on his career right now. So maybe that could be, you know, her intention, saying that he's not really as focused on the kids. But either way, that, that's such a tough situation. Yeah, just, just so you know, she, she's not saying that he's not focused on the kids. She's saying we had a deal. That's yeah. her point. Problem is, the deal is off when the divorce gets filed. One more. Christian Culpepper from Dallas, Texas. And I feel like Nicki Minaj's husband is just really making a bad rap for her and their family and whatnot. I feel like they have a family. Focus on your family. Please don't be out in the streets looking for another family, man. It's too much going on, and that's just not a good look for Nicki. Nicki's name is already so much in the blogs about bad stuff. And the husband is just adding more drama to the fuel. Like, come on now. Yeah. Happy anniversary to Cardi B and Offset. Been together six years now. And they celebrated big, like they always do. No, no big trips or anything, just at home. But basically, Offset moved an entire flower shop into their uh, living room. Wow, it's pretty though. It is really beautiful and so, Cardi. So loved I think it. I think she threw some shade at at, at, at Nicki's husband. Yeah. So she said she posted some of this and she said, "I love so many things about you. I love the fact that I'm with a grown ass man." Uh, that's that's going to provide, protect, and help both of us grow, and can handle my mouth, my attitude, my confidence, my weakness. And all this ass. <laughs> uh, I love her. Yeah. You know, they, they, they run so hot and cold together that when they are in love, nobody is more in love than them. Yeah. And they're, when they're they on a fight, good streak right now. Oh, like, my God. But it lasted. Yeah. I mean, it's gone up and down. But And the thing is that you stay together, right? It's really cool, actually. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. And we will see you tomorrow.